Hey, welcome to Unashamed Podcast with Phil Robertson, along with Al and Jace, uh, all things Robertson, kind of giving you our view and take, of course, on the Bible, uh, as well as what we got going on down here on the river uh, from our Unashamed Command Center, uh, as we call it. Uh, today's episode is, is really interesting. We kind of continue our discussion uh, about the ark. Um, we also talk about women's soccer. Uh, which you wouldn't think you'd see on the Unashamed podcast, but we did. We talk about that today. Uh, the anthem uh, and some other things that sort of get us going and get our blood pumping. Uh, we talked about uh, dinosaurs, new earth, old earth, uh, as well as our favorite topic, which is hunting. And uh, we get to the birthplace of it in this episode. So a lot of great stuff. I think you'll like it. Um, continue to let us know what you think about Unashamed. I am unashamed. What about you? All right. So what uh, what uh, have you boys been doing this last week? What's been on your agenda? I went and spoke at a rally for. Uh, it's called Teen Challenge, but there were people that were not in their teens that was in the program, and what they do. It's kind of like the 12-step program, but it's one step, and it's Jesus. They put you in houses. These are people, you know, trying to overcome drug addiction, alcohol abuse. Most of them, from what I gathered, have been in prison or just got out. And so I think they look at look at us and think we've tried everything else, you know, get them up here speaking so they told me they had one step which was jesus i was like what time are y'all meeting they had like a walk-a-thon you know you can jog where was this it was in monroe it was a a forsyth park and i was surprised there were you know there were a few hundred people there but it always strikes me when i go to these things if you want to try to deter the drug problem you know i wish i had taken my daughter there Cause I'm like, you just start talking to these people. I mean, half the people I talk to, they're still in the shake stage. Yep. You know, they're looking around for, you know, something to put in their body. Yep. And, uh, so, you know, they, they do weekends where they all get together. They have, you know, that some, cause some of them for whatever reason, they're musically inclined. They get up. It's basically like a concert, you know, They they go to the park because they need something to do, and they're trying to get clean. No cell phones. No, like I was talking to one no guy. No cell phones. No cell no, phones. Oh, I mean, they get into my zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're basically. I think it's an eight month program that they're trying to number one get off the drugs, number two get on Jesus, but number three just function in life and get that support from other people trying to do the same thing. So I spoke of that Saturday. I, I, I thought it went. I thought it went really well. My lesson was to about 120 folks, uh, some homeless people coming in. We prepare a meal for them Sunday morning. <clears throat> you do this as, every Sunday, right? Every Sunday. Yeah. Come as you are. Uh, started about 25. It's about 100 and 125 there. Yesterday, uh, I took the uh, World War II memorial, the cross that just the case just went before the Supreme World Court. War I. Whether they're going to leave the cross on the landscape, been there 90 years. Yep. Somebody comes along, the humanist society, remove the cross. It offends us when we see it, when we drive by. 
I was pleasantly surprised and very thankful for the latest two additions to the Supreme Court when they basically said uh, the thing's been there for 90 years and no one ever brought it up until now. And the Supreme Court wisely, in my opinion, said, look, it's just uh, it's two big sticks of wood and it makes a cross. Now, you had uh, 9 million casualties, deaths in World War I. 9 million human beings died. 20 million were wounded. So you put up a memorial to remember that, and I said, what about all the ones out of that 9 million who, in fact, had put their faith in Jesus coming down and dying on a cross, being buried Dying on a cross, being buried and raised from the dead. We're in these trenches, and they're fixing to blow the whistle, and we're going to get up, and we're going. two warring armies are going to come together, and millions are going to die, but my faith is in the resurrection of Jesus and his death on a cross. So you memorialize that war, and then somebody comes along and says, take it down. It just shows you how it's not against flesh and blood that Ephesians six. I mean, give me a there's break. a spiritual war. <clears throat> That's right. It's oh. like it's like people sitting around and just saying, "Is if there's anything, you know, you know, prayer in school? Oh, we gotta we gotta get that out. You know, Ten Commandments in the courthouse. Got to get that out. A cross on a memorial. Got to get that out. So, so I wrote a little jingle. You can remove <laughs> the cross while you're here for a few years. If you're lucky. 77 is what the experts say, guaranteed for a male, about 82 for a woman. So you can run around on planet Earth saying, let's get rid of all the crosses while you're here. But just remember this, the God who was hanged there on the cross, that event that is recorded in the Bible, when he shows up, he has come down, died on the cross, you want to remove the symbol. You can take them down and burn them. But just remember this, the one who was nailed to one, when he shows up because you removed the cross, he's going to remove you permanently. That's the story of the Bible. So instead of bow down to it, that's your one chance to get off planet Earth alive and you've rejected what God did for you. It, it screams out. It screams out, pardon. I, I pardon you. And here's how I did it. And I'll give you eternal life. And we say, burn that. Jace, you were correct. It's spiritual warfare. Yeah. I mean, I mean what people... would it bother someone if somebody, okay, we're ignorant, out of touch, out of date, outdated, everything else. We believe in the cross of Christ that removed my sin. It screams out to us. I jotted down a little thing. Christ hanging there. Redemption, C-R, redemption, uh, overwhelming love, Savior, C-R-O-S, Savior, S-S, salvation. That's all it's saying. Why would that bother someone if I believe that? Because we're in a sensitive society. I mean, to me, I would take it even if I didn't believe in Jesus. I would say those men and women sacrificed their lives, the cross represents 
a person sacrificing themselves out of love for other people. You know, in our case, the creator of the Nine universe. million of them. And for the ones who believed in the cross and the resurrection, forget them. They paid the price. Well, and look at it the opposite. So you drive by a place. What a, what a twisted and world got we a, live in. They've got a pentagram up, you know, which is the symbol of Satan. It's a Satan worshiper. Yeah. Obviously, I'm anti-Satan, you know, the spiritual yeah. warfare, but I see it someplace. Then I got to go and drag up everybody to go take that down. I look at that thing and say, hmm, that's so sad. I, I hope I can run yeah. into that person or someone sure. will and teach them something better. Sure. Because this, this mentality with somebody else on the other side, it's like that's got to be taken down. Satan is always, he stays, but God, he goes. Right. We've been on that kick for about 60 years. I'm just saying, thankfully, I salute the Supreme Court for once in their jurisprudence system. They just said, uh, we're going to, five of them, at least the majority said, uh, with this one, we're the Supreme Court. We're going with the Supreme Being on this one. Smart move, boys, because you go against him, and you're going to have to pay dearly. Which That's in our society, though. When people get offended, and especially because, let's face it, Christians are punching bags. Oh. I mean, you can do anything to them. It's just like, look, I watched one of the few sporting events with my wife, which is a rarity. We're watching. You watched a sporting event with Missy? Oh, yeah. And this this is this is crazy. I'm, I'm bearing my, my inner soul because I was wondering whether I should say this or not. But we're watching the World Cup, women's soccer. Neither one of us really likes soccer. But things that, you know, when it comes to representing our country, and it is dramatic and you know, I watch it, men's and women's. So we're watching this, and the big buildup before the soccer match is one of our players is unwilling to sing the national anthem because she is trying to promote, you know, that there's oppression. It's the same thing the football players did right. in the NFL. And I'm like, well, so no she's going to disrespect America because yeah. of a soccer game, but she's pretty good hand kicking the ball. So she she's goes, kicking the ball, and I'm like, yeah. well, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why, why, why is she on the team? What, what? We're playing. This is America's team. Yeah, we're you're representing America. I, the World Cup's in France, and you're playing for America, but you don't want to represent America and sing the national anthem because you're protesting oppression. Look, I get it. There's oppression going on. Sure. I don't like it either. Right. But we're kicking a ball through a mesh net. So I'm like, why is she on the team? Well, come to find out. Well, she's already came out that she's, you know, same sex uh, relationship, the the letters, the LBGQ. And so I'm like, well, nobody wants to say anything because they don't want to offend her. Because then you're like, well, you're trying to oppress her. And I'm like, here's this woman who's obviously feels entitled or spoiled or whatever that you represent our country and you're not going to sing the national anthem which to me is terrible you you know we 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 hate that the oppression's going on uh you know we need to do something about it but in this soccer match to me she should be kicked off the team let's get somebody who represents our country Despite the problems we have, we come together as a country and we do good things. It just burns me up. Some people older than she was, when she went to get higher education, she was taught 
to disrespect America. Someone taught her that. Yeah, she just some... walked, She wasn't walking along one day. She said, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to disrespect America. Some older person got her in a classroom and indoctrinated her. They call them the education, the education department. Yeah, but it's so, an it's an it's turned into an indoctrination department. So yeah. so let me offend you even further. A few hundred miles, because I'm not sure where she's been in France if they're in the same spot or moving around, but somewhere close within a few hundred miles of where she will not sing the national anthem is a cemetery that has 10,000 Americans that are buried there Yep, that landed there and were killed there to free France and Europe from the oppression of Hitler. And so we to me, cur- when you're on that soil, when you're that close to what happened and, mm-hmm. and, and you say, you know what, we got some stuff going on back across the pond, so I'm not going to honor America – you're right. That goes beyond infuriating. Because if you've ever walked that shore like you and I did, I did. I, I tell you what, one thing for sure you will not do is disrespect and dishonor America. And look, in other countries, if if someone did what she's doing, they will put a bullet in your head, send the bill to your family, right, and say you don't disrespect. You know that the is country. Correct. I'm like America is the greatest country in the world. Yeah, we got problems, but we moving forward. You look at where we've been. I mean, it's it's the greatest place on earth. It, and now it, you you can't just set aside the problems that we have because overall it's awesome to play in a soccer game and and swallow your pride and, and sing represent the national America. anthem. I mean, it just to me it just shows the world that there's some of our members of this nation who are spoiled and feel like they're entitled. And want this kind of attention that I don't think, you know, is appropriate at this time, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're not perfect, but that's just, to me, embarrassing. That That's the whole deal. She's embarrassing the country. And look, people don't want to call her out on it because then they're like, well, then you're oppressing her because of her right. views on, you know, same-sex Because if they kick her off the team, that's what you'll get. That, 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 so it's like, my point is, we're so worried about offending anybody or hurting anybody's feelings when we look this girl she's embarrassing the country kick her out let's and get somebody else out there it's an honor to be on the olympic team oh yeah well, she's never olympics she, it's a world cup team. she's I mean, never cup, heard yeah. she's never heard of this particular uh individual but i'll quote him revolutionary officer you say revolutionary army we're going back 200 something years member of the continental congress signer of the constitution Penman of the Constitution, diplomat, U.S. senator, what he said was, there must be religion. She, she doesn't realize this. There must be religion. When that ligament is torn, society is disjointed and its members perish. That's the way they were talking 200 years ago, Al. Yeah. That's the way they were talking. But she doesn't know that. You know why? She would never talk that. Right. The education system in America is pathetic, and it needs to be revamped, start all over again. I agree. Well, look, what happens is the bottom line, I guess, on this whole stuff is talking about the memorial or this situation is is the small offense of few dictates so much for the many. You know, uh, last time we were talking on podcast, we were talking about the ark. So I told you guys that I went up to Kentucky 
and saw it. And it's amazing. I mean, it's just the visual of it, and it's great, and it's sitting up there, and you can see it for miles around. Well, I did a little research. There's a, there's a group of atheists that have, ever since the Ark has been open for four years, Ark Encounter it's called, and it's north of Lexington, Kentucky, by the way, if you're in that area, it's awesome. This group of atheists, they protest the Ark. Because I was looking up information now about the Ark. Now they want to burn the boat along with the cross. <laughs> well, it said, it said protest the Ark. And burn I, the boat, burn and I, the boat. And I thought, why would anybody protest the Ark? It's just it's private business, private property. So I start researching. I'm looking into this group. There's not many of them, by the way. I'm probably giving them too much coverage now. But it's a small group of atheists that live nearby in Kentucky. And every year they go out with their lawn chairs and they invite in some atheists. And they protest the ark being there because they're atheists. And so they're like, they, they were given all their reasons why this could have never happened, blah, blah, blah. And then they got into the hiring practices of the people that own this ark encounter because they have a statement of faith. In other words, they won't, they, guess what? They want uh, Christians working for them since they're talking about the Bible. But then, so they make this whole deal about that. So then it goes into this whole deal and I just thought, man, who would protest the ark? Somebody or somebody recreating the ark? And so yet here said, they were. Anything that represents Christianity is to be attacked. That's right. But just like oh, we saw that even with our show. I mean, immediately once the first prayer was given, you know, my social media was yeah. filled with attacks, and they still go on to this day. I mean, yeah. over prayer. It, it just if you food. represent anything about the Bible, it's going to be attacked. Which I think Jesus was right when you he was like, "You will be persecuted for following me." It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's, it's inevitable because basically, I think the fundamental underlying reasoning is is if there is a God, then they're going to be held accountable. So if you attack God and attack Christians and try to move your faith, it's the old mindset. If everybody will fall away, then it can't be true because then there would be nobody would make it. Look, but, and our, our encouragement to the audience, because we know a lot of you guys are listening and watching because you face this every day. I'm in my workplace. I, this discussion comes up, whether it's LGBTQ or some other things. How do I function? You know, people are fearful of yeah. just speaking out. My deal is just stick to what we're doing here. Stick to the book. Of course, people are going to be offended by truth, but that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't change truth. You don't be don't you don't have to be belligerent. You don't have to demean don't demean people. We love people. The reason why we talk about the Bible, God says, because we love every single person and want them to be saved. So just because we're based in love doesn't mean we're not based in truth. So I think that's an encouragement. You got to just stick to what the Bible says about it instead of other things. So that's kind of what we've been talking about. We're talking about we're in Genesis six um, through nine. And we've been talking about the ark uh, and the idea that humanity had just got to this point where God said he was grieved that he made him. Every thought was wickedness. Every thought was violence. And so basically there was an end time, I end time judgment that this flood came and basically just cleansed. It was a cleansing is what it was. Uh, and so, of course, there was this giant boat that God dictated uh, for Noah to build, which we talked about last time. It took him basically 75 to 100 years to do it. 500 feet long, 50 feet high. I, and I did a little more research since last time. You could fit 450 semi-trailer loads of cargo in the boat. 
So just think about lining up 450 tractor trailers because this deal about, well, it wasn't big enough to carry animals. That's pretty big. That's a lot. Basically, it was about, it said 150,000 sheep, you know, if you were just going to pile in animals. Three million feet, Dad, of board lumber. That's the kind of lumber we're talking to build this boat. So there's, and we've been talking about the replica of it. So, so that's where salvation happened for Noah, his wife, and he had three sons and their three wives, eight people that God basically rebooted. Uh, By the, the way, the, the prediction of Genesis three fifteen, someone the seed of a woman will destroy Satan. You say in that seed line, if you follow it, how you get to Shem. One of those sons, Yep, that's the seed line of Jesus. That's right. All the way down. You just start way back, Shem, and you just start even Seth from Adam, Cain, Abel, Seth, there's Seth. Then they've got his lineage. The Bible writers wrote down his lineage. Well, by the time you get to Noah, well, then right. you get to Shem. That's how small the seed line got. Yeah, right. Al got down to eight, but the promise was made in Genesis 3.15. You say, you break that, and it was a lie. Yeah. But here comes Shem out of the boat with his wife, and they start right. over again. You know. Well, by the way, a- by the way, when they stepped off the boat, they were told to be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. So here we go. We're down to three three little families in Noah. The fear and dread of you, you humans, will fall upon all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air, upon every creature that moves along the ground. The boat's full of all these all these species and upon all these types, upon all the fish. They are given into your hands, God said. And now there's a big move, Jace. You can explain this. Everything that lives and moves in the animal world, the fish, the reptiles, all of it's right here, will be food for you. And here's a kicker. Just as I gave you the green plants, oh, my goodness, the whole bunch from Adam and Eve to this right here post-flood, there were veggies at one time, all veggies. All vegans. For all you vegans out there, you say, Finally, we've got biblical evidence that all they ate was vegetables. I said, but don't don't miss Genesis 9, <laughs> yeah. because from there, everything that lives and moves, uh-oh, we now can have the animals. We can kill them and eat them. We've got orders from headquarters, just as I gave you the green plants, all vegans, I now give you everything. There's been a big change. Now meat is in. Therefore, Miss Vegan, sit down and shut up because <laughs> we got orders from headquarters. If it walks, crawls, flies, or swims, whack it and stack it, skin it, and eat it. That's what the text says. Yeah, Genesis 9 is the birthplace of it, money. It it's is. the birthplace I mean, I of money. I remember the first time I read that. By the way, that's why animals are wild. They'll fear you. You're like, they were never wild before. They'd walk up. You could nuzzle yeah, with, a, with a line. It but was basically before, before this happened. This was, uh, what was the movie, The Lion King, where all the animals and, and humans are in harmony? Oh, and yeah. It, the this, circle of it, life. Yeah, the circle of life. Everyone snuggled up together. Everybody, you know, we had the animals you know, yeah. singing and dancing. and But then when this <laughs> happened, the collective sound of the animal kingdom when God spoke to these humans was, <gasps> 
Run! <laughs> Run, fly, swim. They're and coming it, after us with sharp pointed sticks. Move yeah. out. I love it. I love it because it's basically giving you the five food groups here. You got things that walk, crawl, fly, swim, and grows. So, contrary to what you might hear at your local public school on the food groups, but that's that's what it says. Well, and think about it. It was even from a bigger picture perspective. I mean, look at it from the God view. He's now needs to repopulate the earth of for animals and humanity. So he he's now sending these animals out so they'll go out. So what better way to do it than to put this fear and dread of mankind in? He changes the game to accomplish what he's trying to do. I think of old poor Mark Zuckerberg. They censored <laughs> old yours truly here. First, it was because I was plucking a duck because you don't want to eat ducks with the feathers on them. It's like trying to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken and the feathers are still on the bird. Not good for the lower bowel tract. So <laughs> you have to clean them, pick them, and clean them. Well, I'm picking a duck to show people how you can do it quickly. By the way, so for, for our audience to know, Dad's describing an episode on In the Woods with Phil, yeah, uh, which is our show on Blaze TV. And so we put it on Facebook to promote the episode. And I was labeled on Facebook by Mark Zuckerberg and his entourage. <laughs> this is censored because this is a very violent man. Violence. Well, I got Genesis 9 here we just quoted from. <laughs> Everything that lives and moves, Mark, will be food for you. So first it was the duck plucking. That's out. That's violence. With all this going on in this world and the murders and their own children and all that, I'm the violent man because I'm plucking a duck, fixing to make a duck gumbo. Zuckerberg said, no, sir. Censor that dude. He's too violent to even build. Well, after that, I laughed because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Three months later, I'm censored again. This time for showing people how to dress catfish, get the hide off, get the entrails out, fillet them, take the bones out. You have the little children, no bones. We don't want the bones hung in their throat. So we fillet them. And because I skinned those catfish, He's, we got to take him out. He's a violent man because he's skinning catfish. Because you got that opposition because some people believe we came from fish. You know, when they sum it up, seaweed, fish. If it weren't so, they're so like, this is your, this is your cousin, That's your Phil. ancestor. I mean, this is not only is this cannibalistic, you know, this is your ancestor. You're about to eat your great great And you're great, doing yeah. it And I'm thinking the same people who are saying, when the hide comes off, the skin comes off the catfish, and the duck's head comes off the wings, the feathers, you're doing that to an animal, and you're fixing to eat the animal. You're fixing to eat the bird. The same people have no qualms with killing their own children. Oh, no. I'm trying to say, wait a minute here. I'm violent because I'm plucking a duck. And you are not violent at all for ripping your child out of the womb. Right. I'm like, I think, I'm the violent person? I think Romans 1, when it says, For although they knew God, 
They neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. But this next phrase sums up this difference between having this order of God, humans, and animals. It says, They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Yep. Which is what what happens, it later on goes on to say they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. I mean, there's an order of things, and when you get that out of order, when an animal means more than a human, it's a recipe for chaos and irrational behavior. Well, a great, a great illustration of what you're talking about, what Dad said. So I saw a dual tweet, you know, one than the other from like two years apart. It was the great theological twerker, uh, Miley Cyrus, you know, great thinker in our culture. So she has one over here that says, I am the voice for the one who can't speak. I am the voice for the one who can't tell, can't tell other people I'm in pain. It's this long list. Animal, animal rights. It was next to it was one where she's licking a cake that says abortion is health care. They put those two next wow. to each other. Yeah. And I thought, that's exactly what you're talking about. Here's a young woman, obviously mixed up, who says, I'll speak for the the animal that can't speak for itself. Yep. That the Almighty says is for us to have. And yet, for the unborn, it's just health care. In other words, you, you kill them. At inf- the same time, they tend to put you know people who believe Genesis 9 into a box, which is incorrect. Look, we respect animals, even in hunting. Well, he says this yeah. later. Yeah, which we're yeah even in hunting, you know, you do so with respect. And, you know, I love animals. I have pets. And I don't like, you know, locking them up. I'm not a big, I'm not, you know, opposed to zoos just because. It's ways the, people can learn humans about. Yeah, are, yeah. are above animals. But I like you know, free ranging. I, I like animals to be wild because of Genesis nine. That's where I get that. God said, Hey, turn them loose. Because when they lose that fear for humans, it, it becomes a problem. Well, like the video of the guy that's hunting in Africa and there's this lion and it's sleeping over there. The lion is asleep. Yeah. And the guy shoots a sleeping lion. Then he's jumping up. And I was like, as a hunter, that's so offensive. Oh, to, yeah, I mean, I like there, there's it, it's offensive. But at the to same life. time, when you look at the other side of it, these people who won't walk down the street, they can't live in Louisiana because they couldn't drive a car because you kill thousands <laughs> of bugs. I mean, look, thousands of bugs in one trip to town, thousands die. and a lot of other stuff. <laughs> so people say, "Well, I can't drive a vehicle. I can't walk." In Louisiana, you can't walk along the ground. You're fixed to step on something. That is why the rest of that (laughs) dissertation you began with in Romans chapter 1, there's a description of human beings who are offended like Mark Zuckerberg was for me skinning the catfish or plucking the duck. I'm feeling some bitterness toward Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Because he's the one that said I'm violent for plucking a duck. Have you gotten over this? Uh, Oh, I'm I'm well on my way now. But I just remembered the text, and the text says the people who think like that, Al, are – now here's the description of human beings who will elevate the animal world and you can't eat fried catfish. They are senseless. What kind of individual would you say the biblical description – is they they bow down to animals. They are senseless. 
faithless, heartless, and ruthless. They slaughter their own children, no problem. But someone shoots a squirrel and makes has squirrel and dumplings. Today we have on the menu, Miss Kate's fixing us a pork roast mm-hmm. with dumplings. Delicious and- meal. You say that pork roast. Did that come from an animal? He said, that came from an animal. The supermarkets have millions of metric tons of dressed pork, dressed birds, chicken, turkeys, ducks. By the way, the number one selling bird in the world is a duck. Duck is the number one food source as far as the fowl is concerned, Hmm. which is pretty interesting. But the bottom line is heartless, faithless, senseless, ruthless, that's a rough description for a human being who's chosen to go down that road, and that takes in. That's where Miley Cyrus is, whatever. It is. I've always thought of it. You know, this was God's idea. He, he he instituted hunting. He did make the animals wild. At one point, they weren't. Yep. And then when you start thinking this from a from a hunter's perspective, just just think of ducks. I think you're the one that I heard this from. When you say, "What is a duck good for?" He basically is here to be eaten. Yep. He he's the the food source up and down the migration flight that it does every year. It's basically a way in the winter food to source. feed the critters. And Eagles, humans, owls, humans are the top critter. Top critter. That that that's all it is. Yep. I, I read some stat one time though where it said that there's been there's never been a year where hunters harvested more than one percent of the ducks that died on the migration. That's correct. Because yeah. everything's trying to eat them as they come Well, yeah, up. you think all hunters are bad. We've never even got 1% at any year. We're, Red we're, foxes we're kill more ducks than all humans, hunters, red foxes to feed their little pups. That red fox jumps on that hen on the nest. He take drags her off. She, had, she was sitting on 12 eggs. Yeah. He's got her. He takes her over there. Well, t- tomorrow night, he, she, the fox, mother fox is feeding the pups. Tomorrow night, they're back on the prowl again, and there's another duck. They catch that one, drag her off the nest. Well, that's 12, 12, 24. That's 26 ducks in two days by one fox. You say yeah. there's several hundred, oh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of red foxes coons, coyotes, you say, eagles, all of these birds of prey, you say, the Almighty gave them plenty of high protein all out in the grass all around them. So it's it's a natural thing. I took Genesis 9 to mean that God put humans in charge of the animal kingdom. He did it. It's our responsibility and the environment. You know, right. I'm a shocker i'm an environmentalist I, oh we I were environmentalists water, before yeah, it was I, cool. I take care you know building habitat for every kind of creature mm-hmm. under yep. the sun yep. now part of that is so that every year i can go shoot them and eat them that's right but you know we're not out there just you know killing to kill I but mean, let's face it though teddy roosevelt <laughs> a big duck hunter and a big hunter across the board you say he did more for the environment and save putting back territory Hundreds of millions of acres of park, national parks, wildlife refuge, Teddy Roosevelt, big hunter. So if it were not for Teddy Roosevelt and all, a lot of other guys, you say, boy, this 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 thing, we would have obliterated the whole continent. This is what we call call rich people problems because America – 
is the top 1% of wealth in the world. So we get militant veganism, all these causes. Most people in the world are trying to just eat every day, whatever they can eat. That's right. Whether it's an animal, whether it's a plant, whether it's something else. So this whole deal is out of plenty. You know, we have plenty, and so people are saying, well, you shouldn't eat that, and you shouldn't eat this. You think about throughout human history, everybody was just trying to eat, just trying to survive. And that's the way it is in most places in the world. So this is a this is more of a modern thing and it situation. It, it's rich people problems. You I know? think though, it, in the Bible, it began know, in the what, '60s and it's still exactly. with us. Your group, Dad. When it I got, when I'm it ashamed got, of them now. <laughs> when it got to the New Testament, you know, uh, Peter was wrestling with this idea yeah, bring that up. of eating. What can you eat? Because you know you have an old law. They had rules about what you can eat. Even today, there are laws, you know, I'm not sure. I don't want to misquote people, but you can't eat a, you know, a pig on Friday or, you know, meat on Friday. You have all these, this under the old law system. And so Acts chapter 10, which a lot of these groups that have these laws, they don't acknowledge the New Testament because they missed a really good one in Acts 10. Peter was wrestling with that. Right. He was like, I'm not sure what to eat. So he has this vision, and he saw heaven open and something like a large sheep being let down. This is Acts 10, 11. And it contained all kinds of four-footed animals. You know, you think about deer and hogs. and yep. it, uh, As well as reptiles of the earth. And birds of birds the air. Birds of the air. There's the ducks and the yep. quail and the dove. And then a voice told him, get up, Peter kill and eat hey hey jace genesis 9 that's right and there's also where's the other where's the verse where it says uh call nothing unclean anything you know right. gotten in, from the from the meat market yeah first that's Rome, that's, eat anything first sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience that's it. where's that that's in first that's corinthians. first corinthians 6 or 6 to 10 right. in there somewhere yeah so look my take on it is if you want to be a vegetarian you're free to do so. Great. Just because he allowed hunting, but you know, if you want to put a filet mignon in between your broccoli and you know celery on the grill, <laughs> that's the way I like. We it. got a good friend who's a pescatarian, but yeah. he's not telling us you can only eat shrimp and veggies. Now, what is the pescatarian? Well, now they, they can got... eat. Let's well, see, pescatarians they can eat shrimp, fish. They can eat things that swim. They could eat anything. They've just decided. Well, right. They've decided okay. that for them, it's veggies and things that swim, but no red meat or yep. chicken or whatever. They're beginning Which, to break out. Yeah. But look, what what I find is a strong evidence that there is a God is that wildness in animals. You see these people that they try to talk to the chimpanzees and you know, and they've also been mauled by them. Are these people going to go live with the bears? And guess what happens? Right. They kill them. Yep. The What's interesting live. is that uh, right before uh, this statement about uh, the fear and dread of you would fall upon the beast of the earth, you say, well, you would have had to have beast of earth on the ark and the birds of the air. You had them on the ark. Listen, everything was destroyed by that big flood. You're like, so God held these four-footed animals, right. the birds of the air, the creatures on the ground, all the feet. You say he kept all that back to make sure That's right. that you would have a food source. That's, so right. that's basically what he said. How do y'all think the dinosaurs played into this? What's your take <laughs> on that? Well, that's the interesting part because on the, on the Ark Encounter, they had the little tiny T-Rex. You know, they put oh, the, really? Yeah, they had them in the crates. 
Which, so some people have said that the flood might have, you know, had a bigger impact on the dinosaurs. Right. Than, than the I nice lean age. that way because they find these uh, 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 graveyards, fossil graveyards, where the animals are just piled up hundreds of feet thick up in these mountainous regions, yep. up in a cove. There will be just piles and piles of animal dinosaur bones you, you, almost like you say how did they all go into this one spot way up in the valley well if you had floodwaters that were coming up 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 it would begin to force all the animal world further and further I, up as they right, could go. you want to hear my theory my theory is this was god's way of taking at some point there's dinosaurs roaming around and for whatever reason that they were snuffed out i don't know but here's my point they they were and when you look to now modern day if you were a, a, an evolutionist and an atheist where you said there's no god and we all evolve from these animals you're left to accept the fact that over millions of years you're left with chickens instead of dinosaurs which to me is absolutely absolutely ridiculous how did the chicken make it you're telling me millions of years the strongest will survive, and I'm looking at a chicken, thinking the only way he makes it is if human, it protects him. They have, and the dinosaurs didn't. You got to remember, Al. I mean, Jay's. They have comets and asteroids that hit the Earth. That's what did in the dinosaurs. We basically say, what about a big flood? Would that? It's have, possible. So, of course, if you're an old Earth guy, like I tend to lean, then it's easy to see that the dinosaurs were gone before God then brought in the next wave of well, what right. he does. Which, which, so, could which is another could have happened. Yeah. So there's I, a lot I of different ways to look you, at I believe it, it's okay with me to believe that God created the earth old. I know we disagree on this. And the the dinosaurs could have been fossils right. e- even Before the way he ever it was created them. you're talking about well, i mean i'm the, worshiping a god you can't put in a box yeah. well that that's was a, the one thing i saw in the ark encounter I, did, I couldn't go because they had the ice age after man was here and i thought wait a minute you can't have an ice age that wipes out dinosaurs but wouldn't wipe us out how would we yeah. have survived so the, that, the, my bottom, point, the bottom line is uh, i'm the one that sired both of y'all but this uh-oh. is some knowledge <laughs> oh boy this was not handed down genetically evidently <laughs> but you say in your opinion the earth and everything in it is about 7,000, 7,300 years old. That's my thinking. Right. I literally take it the first day. There was morning, there was evening, the Genesis account. I well, literally, I'm saying I don't have a problem with that. Gotta remember, is, he could, I, I'm saying when he made it, okay, it could be that old, but when he initially made it, he could have made it human ready, which you need resources, and that stuff takes but millions But if it was millions of years. of years ago, the Bible can't be true. With all this stuff. Oh, yes, no, it's it too can. far. It's too far. Oh, yeah, there. yes, it is. Yes, too it can. far. Yeah. Yep. You can't. You're that, too that far. In between we'll Genesis discuss that 1 matter later. To later. <laughs> but I think <laughs> it's this important. Is what people argue. Yeah, because I think people see dinosaurs. And my point is, those chickens needed humans to make it. We had to take it just like sheep need a shepherd, chicken. And so I'm putting that at a lot closer time because uh, you know and i'm saying dinosaurs they did you couldn't control humans couldn't wouldn't have been able to control that and so it just seems weird the way it all played out when you're looking at it from some kind of process without god that it all just happened i'm like 
You're telling me that chicken made it? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or that, but the idea of ruling over, I think you're right, because a man's yeah. never going to rule over a T Rex. That's just the that, That's my point. I mean, I think it's a valid point. It's a valid point to think about. Men and animals lived much longer in that time frame. This is before we began to whittle down the age of of humans and animals. But if you were put on the earth as an animal, and the the it is a pristine, there was no rain at first, lush, no big deserts. I mean, this thing was lush. Everything grew bigger, simply put, because humans were living eight, nine hundred years. Well, you just think about the it's animal world. Think about uh, they never stopped growing. These old big animals, the the reptiles of the earth, you said they never quit growing. They keep growing. Well, if you had the perfect conditions when it was first created and they had longevity, they would just keep getting bigger, a la the dinosaurs. You're like, they just kept getting bigger because if humans could live eight, nine hundred years old, think about the animal world. You're like, man, there could be some gigantic animals. The flood did them all in, and now we have what we have. That's my possibly that's my thinking possibly. on it. So here's here's the beauty for those watching and listening. So I think ours, and I don't know, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. So I think you're getting a unique perspective as we look at the Bible, and, we, and we're going to talk about it throughout our entire discussion. That you get different perspectives as you look at it. Some things we're not sure about. And so we look at it and we look at the text and we say, man, this is this is, seems to be the way it's laid out. Some things we won't know. Until it's we hard get to for me to believe that all of those dinosaurs and everything else, including us, it's just hard for me to believe that salt water is what made all of that, all of us, the animal kingdom. It's just or hard seaweed. for me to believe that a department in saltwater out there figured out. No. And here we're speaking 7,000 dialects, the human race, and you're like, somehow saltwater gave us the ability. I'm just thinking. Well, where did saltwater come from? you got to remember, the original treatise premise is there was nothing, and then nothing exploded. <laughs> I'm thinking, nothing exploded. How could nothing explode? Something. You were talking about you know, education earlier. But I'm like, Wrap some, it up, Jay. some of our <laughs> smartest people on the planet in these universities, these professors, have come up with the dumbest conclusions. That That's like the highest form of education that somehow or another, through string theory and compression yeah. in, of gaseous mist, that there was a spark. And then all these details and all these animals and all this history and all the galaxy and it all happened. That is the dumbest dumbest thing to conclude just be honest and say okay wait a minute hang on there has to be something that triggered this beyond floating it would seem which which is what i what i like and respect about charles darwin i mean obviously you know the father of evolution but he said in his own treatise that this is just a theory and at some point it may be proven to be untrue so if you're looking at it from that perspective, I'm all in. But if you're looking at it from the idea that there, there, there can't be a God, that's not a possibility. So let's just throw some spaghetti but against the wall. I wrote down did. three things for you young bucks. It would take – I didn't read this somewhere. I just was sitting there thinking, which that's a scary thought. But old people may it, be listening to this show. Yeah, I know. It would take a mind to create minds. 
In other words, I like here, it. here are three minds here. You say, in order to get three minds here, it would take a mind to, to create a, a mind, mind. Yeah. to create minds. Love it. That's one. Two, nothing could not cause something. Yeah, I think that's common sense. Common sense. That's to your point. I just wrote this down the other day, Jace. You didn't know this. You wonder what your old dad is doing? <laughs> yeah. Something, I'll end with this, and we'll call it a wrap. Something is, and it's a lot of it, something is. Therefore, something was. Therefore, something still is. Something is. We're looking at a at a cosmos, the animal world. That's something, and it is. We're we're, we're looking at it. We're we're talking about it. The animal world and the humans and good and evil. Well, something was in order to get that something out, uh, get us here. Some, something had to be there because it couldn't have come from nothing. Right. Therefore, something still is. Something yeah. still is. And when you so see we're that, attributing it to yeah. a God that's hard to explain. Well, it's hard to explain because he's bigger than us. But I know without it. But when none you of see us are a, getting out of here alive. When you see a wild animal, it makes when after I read Genesis nine, it makes me view that differently because I think, yep, I know where they. I know why this animal is wild. Something written. How long ago was that written? Four to five thousand years, years, years ago. Five thousand years ago. How did how did he know? How did he know that? You turn any animal out loose on his own. Guess what happens? They get wild. So there you have it from the Unashamed Command Center. Your dose of philosophy today. We always wonder what he does down here. Days he's just having these deep thoughts that then he can share with us and you, our, our wonderful audience. So um, Dad mentioned 7,000 languages. Next time we're going to talk about the now humanity is repopulating and we run into some really interesting things that are going to happen in Genesis as we take off. So uh, glad you tuned in and uh, we'll see you next time. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.